On this week's episode of Bungalow and the Bus, we're hanging out in my neighborhood, College Park. Talking to Jim Hobart about Legacy Life Project, where he records old people's stories so you don't have to hear them. The bungalower and the bus. I am the bus, John Bustack. And I'm the apple that spoiled the bunch. Brendan O'Connor from bungalower.com. I don't think that's true, Brendan. Well, Do you think that's true of you yourself? You hang out with me long enough, things happen. Well, I, I hung out with you this weekend. Yeah, I brought you to barcodes once. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you're we, basic. Went, we went together. Let's be fair. <laughs> and we're hanging out in College Park. We are. We are. At the College Park Gallery. We're with no our less. biggest fan, Jim Hobart. Hey, Jim Hobart. Hi, guys. I am your biggest fan. <laughs> you're our only fan. I'm your longest fan and biggest fan. Stature-wise, not so, though. No, no, no. no, no. Tiny. We could start an OnlyFans, <laughs> and Jim would be our only fan. I'm your only fan. <laughs> oh, I love you that. You like that? <gasps> what if that's I'm that could be all <laughs> Only fan. Only fan. Singular. Yeah, we'll start a whole series, and it's just you behind the scenes hanging out with us. I would love <laughs> Only to. Only fan. All right. Oh, that's going to happen. I want to be your volunteer producer at some point where I just fact check you guys. It always helps. Oh, you're going to be a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> Think, yeah, you'll yeah just... we try our best, but... I'm ready. Our best isn't very good. No, it's great. But the good thing is nobody really listens to us. That's true. That's yeah. not true. They we take everything we say with a grain of salt. We, we see people all the time when they come I up. Know, we we listen to you guys. Oh, that's your wife. That's my wife. She might stop by. I told her we were here. She was, she was honking while we're recording. Uh-huh. In her big old truck. Yeah. Huge truck. That's a horse truck. That right is now. a horse truck. That's what they use to haul their trucks around. That's true. Yeah. That's What's why up, it's Brandon? a horse truck. All kinds of things. How man. was your weekend? Besides the times that you and I were hanging out. I can't even tell you what I did. We, because you got so drunk? I, it happened. <laughs> with you. Yeah, we, we had a few drinks on yeah. Saturday night. I noticed on Tuesday that I didn't have my credit card. <laughs> I went to a lunch meeting, and I didn't know where my credit card was. And so I looked at my bank statements, and the last time I used it was, what, Saturday? Yeah, at the hideaway. With well, you? it was probably Sunday morning. Hideaway and uh, Wally's. So I yeah. went, they bo- And both transactions went through at the same time. So I didn't know where it was. So, But I was like... Did you get it back? I did. At, at the hideaway oh. but i thought like if i if i didn't if my credit card could be at either the hideaway or the wallies and i didn't remember either it was a good weekend yeah you know that was a nice good time. Did, they, did they add a gratuity onto it because you did they close did I, I asked to make sure that that had happened good. Good. and i think i had already signed it and then i just left it in the thing i've done that before a few times never yeah. I, I do it at armando's all the time <laughs> you've here never at college done park that? you've never done that not this week oh. <laughs> <laughs> We can't help it. They should have a little alarm in there, so that way it just like buzzes. Yeah, the hideaway. It stays in the air. The hideaway's going to invest in that technology. <laughs> right. uh, but then I also hosted the uh, Pause of the Park. Yeah, you did. Which they apparently made like 160 grand this weekend wow. for, for their shelter puppies. They need that. it because their building burned down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They need all the cash they can get, and that's a great event too. It's such a fun. It was so Lake fun. Yola. I hosted the pet costume I, contest. You were the MC. I was. Who? Who? And won? I wasn't that bad. I was. Like, <laughs> really well, you have practice. So tell us you, about some of the costumes. You've done it years past, right? Uh, once. Okay. I turned them down last year. Really? You turn people down a lot. Yeah, because I'm not. I just don't think of myself as a great host. But this was I for whatever reason. I did a really good yeah, job. Yeah, okay. Um, and some of the best ones, there was one, like a chihuahua dressed like Prince, mm-hmm. which I feel like I've seen before. Yep. I think they can. The, Prince, the Prince Chihuahua was at the Blue Jacket Park yeah. for the 
um, Paws for Peace for Harbor House. Oh. Without the costume, you're, you got to reuse it. That yeah. Chihuahua won there. Oh, so it's a racket. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like that. No. no. Did you vote for it? Well, it won in its category. Which, which was what? Which was what? Uh, 90s. Chihuahua? Like rock stars? I don't like stars and heroes. <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. It won for that. There you go. The overall winner um, was, <laughs> was what I call the industrial... The military industrial complex, and it was this hot guy in fatigues. Wait, 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 wait. Were you giving a prize to the dog or the man? I didn't get to vote, but I told him. (laughs) You were just I told him, like, if I was voting and you took your shirt off right now, sir, you would win. And everybody seemed to like that. And did he? uh, No. No. No, he got, you turned real red. Ah. That's how I knew he was a straight. (laughs) (laughs) But not narrow, because he laughed. What was was his dog dressed as? Doesn't uh, doesn't has matter. no idea. Doesn't matter. What? He has no idea. He, he didn't made, even have a dog. What dog? <laughs> he made the costumes. One was like a helicopter, and the other one was oh, that's pretty good. A tank. Oh, that's yeah. Good. So it was. I thought it was very clever. And since he made them, I love that two extra yeah. bonus points. All right. Yeah. We'll that's give what him. I did. What'd you Excellent. do? What you, you? What was your weekend like, Jimmy? Uh, I can't did remember. Go, did you go flying? I know you're a I, big pilot. You're a pilot. I, I didn't, but a little bit of news. I am starting my training for seaplane, getting my seaplane ready on March 4th. Which, so I'm going to learn how to f- land on lakes. Which you kind of have already done because I saw your bit. post. You took out your wife and you landed at Hillstone, near Hillstone. There's easier ways to get to Hillstone. And you had to carry her across yeah. the water. Yeah, well, to be fair, Beth took me on that trip. That was, oh. a, that was a present for me. Good present. And she she took me, but yes, we landed in the lake, but because the wings, they, they have a boathouse on their dock at Hillstone, yep. so the plane can't pull up keyword, to the dock. Keyword boathouse. Yeah, so the house means the wings can't fit over the dock, so you have to wade through two foot deep water to get from the plane to the shore, so I had to carry Beth on my back so uh, her shoes wouldn't get wet. Had to. Had to. <laughs> that was, well, people, that was the beginning people, of the kinky date. If people don't know who Jim is, <laughs> Jim, you won't... Macbeth. You own Macbeth Studio. So you're a photographer. I do, yeah. Macbeth Studio. And we are cert- currently sitting in the College Park Gallery, which houses Art House, which is Flynn Dobbs' company, and Macbeth Studio, which is my company. So it's an art gallery slash uh, photography studio. Correct. Yeah, yep. it's right in the corner of Smith, Smith in Edgewater. Edgewater, yep. In the heart of college. And here. what are we looking out right now? What are we? <laughs> Traffic. We are looking out a wonderful of a, old windows. a brand new window. Yeah. There's, there's, is that your friend? Yep, she's the Trifles and Truffles owner right oh, there driving. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. The Lazy and Moon people to spot her building. A part of it, I think. Yeah, yes. well, the whole thing, but they're oh. letting her stay. Oh, uh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll yeah. make a commissary in the back. But yeah, you had she's, some. Uh, you had a little accident here. We did. July <laughs> 9th, an ambulance came through our window. And an we've ambulance. had plywood for seven months, and we just got our brand new window, which is quiet and clear Tempered and UV-coated. And yeah, it's wonderful. We are. Listen. It's now quiet. Yeah, it's very yeah, quiet. Excellent. But, but this watching. used to be a furniture store. It was a, a plant store. a gallery. Store. It was a gallery. Yeah, it's been a few things, but, it has. but now it's your space. It's been if here. Credo since was still open across the street, it'd be even better. It would be. It would be. The good folks over there at Steel Street are an interior design company that took over the, the, they made it the cute. place. But yeah, we miss we miss having um, a coffee shop right across the street. Yeah. We have to walk down four blocks to Starbucks, but that's okay. And then there's the College Park cafe right next door the college park cafe the gentleman who just took over from the cuban folks that ran it 
uh, have made it amazing, but they still do the Cafe Con Leche, which is my all-time favorite. Yummy, yeah, it's yummy. a great place. It's a diner for breakfast. Is my, I mean, it, it's open till 3, a, 3 p.m. every day, but what a great place for a for I haven't a been there since they took over. I, I haven't either, and I will. I just haven't yet. Yeah, we Get will. over there. They're, we'll get over there. We'll do a show <laughs> over there. Maybe a breakfast show. Do it. Oh, do fun. a breakfast. Let's do it. Okay. We'll invite you, Jimmy, since oh, it's I'd right next to, door. You can I'd love come to be there. Great guy. Uh, Want to talk about news? That's what we do on Bungalow or in the Bus. Normally. The top headlines in Orlando's downtown Bungalow neighborhood. Yeah, or we just talk about our weekends for 45 okay, minutes. People need to know. You think so? People need to know what we've been up to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently the rents are too damn high. That, well, that we, we've been saying that for five years. We knew that, but now it's, we have some numbers. And so rents have risen about 13% across the country since last year but in metro orlando it's risen 24.3 percent which is a lot because i mean if your rent is 1200 bucks and it goes up 20 percent, i mean i'm not great at math but as a, the it's, worst it, at it, it. it gets it to like 1500 1600 and that's a i mean that's a lot more if you're not planning on that that's your year groceries year. yeah that's your groceries for a month that's your car payment for a month yeah and you still got to eat and you still got to drive if you have a car so what they call it what is it if you're paying over 30 percent of your income Income to uh, rent, it makes rent. you inc- uh, rent burdened. Yes. Yep. Is that the, yeah, just insane. And most people in their first job are paying way more than 30% of their income. Oh, to, absolutely. To live. And I think that the rent prices are going up in, in com- directly with house prices, like purchase oh, yeah. prices oh, and yeah. rent prices are paralleling each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the thing about rent also, it, it's not like here in Central Florida, there's it's not like, oh, if you live downtown, rents are this much. But if you go, you know, 10 miles down the road, you're fine. You can find a rent. It's not like that. Like, rents are high everywhere unless you get way, way out there. Well, I mean, you t- got to get far out there. Well, that's people are moving out of Orlando just because they can't afford it. And they're trying to buy homes. And the only places that they're finding that home values make sense is like St. Cloud or yeah. Kissimmee and uh, and that's Apopka. fine if you live in St. Cloud or if you want to live there, that's fine too. But like if you work in Orange County, yeah. you know, getting to and from St. Cloud every day or to land every day, it's a pain. The uh, They're expecting that the average rental, the average rent will hit like $2,000 a month in the next couple of years. The average rent? Average monthly rent payment. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I mean, when I moved that. here to Orlando 10 years ago, my rent, I had a small place, but it was 950 bucks a month. It was right downtown. It was a great apartment. My wife and I could live there, but I just don't think you can find that stuff. We're now. seeing bachelor apartments right now going up for $1,500 a month. Like studio like one apartments. Bed, one bathroom. Not even one bedroom, just like- A studio. A studio, 1,500 bucks in some of these new apartment buildings. Just crazy. It's just so expensive. And, and it's, can't not get- gonna, it's not going to, it's not going to, I don't know how you make that any better besides, because like if I'm a developer, you if I'm somebody build- that builds apartments, yeah. I want to make money. Like right. my job is to make money. I was it's just not talking to, be to nice. somebody about that. Yeah. We were, uh, I was hanging out with uh, Ryan Young from Interstruck this morning because he opened this beautiful new office building in Paramore. He's on the Paramore Main Street District Board. And we were talking about scale you know like a lot of these new buildings they try to build them as big as possible right but then they don't really fit into the neighborhood around them so people just continue to build these really big ones 
systems just to maximize those profits. And it doesn't leave much room for developers to come in and do like like middle sized apartments or things that are probably going to be more affordable for the people who are going to move in there. You're just not seeing that as much. Well, I think part of it, I just finished that book. We talked about it a few weeks ago. I think his name is Andrew Ross, and it was all about housing in Central Florida. And sort of his two takeaways, two of them at least, were one was uh, private companies are never going to solve this for us. It has to be like government programs because private companies are always going to make money. That's right. what they want to do. That's that's their that's job. That's what they're built for. Yeah, exactly. So they, they're not going to build affordable housing because it doesn't make sense for them. Number two was the, the government side of it was relaxing rules on building. So if you think 100 years ago, you think some neighborhoods here where there's uh, a house, a house, a duplex, maybe a place with like a backyard apartment, like... You can't do that now. They don't allow those things yeah. to, in a subdivision. So can you relax that a little bit so every single house doesn't have to be a single family detached home that's 3,200 square feet and make it a, make it worth Especially their while? Especially in the inner city exactly. neighborhoods, you know, exactly. like, like Thornton Park, College Park, too. Like if right. you have room for these accessory structures, people should be allowed to build them. But a lot of people, neighbors... Well, you know, college parkers especially, they, they don't want to look at a granny loft. They want to look at someone's gross fence or something. Right. And and where we live in uh, Lake Yola Heights, because it Ooh. grew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because it grew up during a time where nothing was regulated, you have all sorts of different kinds of houses and lots of uh, garage apartments and things like that, which... I would love to see more of that kind of stuff because if you have a garage apartment, yeah. you can generate some income for yourself and you can give a, a, a person just starting out a little bit of extra, you know, like a place to live. That's Absolutely. a reasonable price, $1,000 a month maybe. For yeah. We're, we're going to have our friends back on uh, Ben Lobby Homes. They're going to be here next week. And actually, they're, we're going to be fielding questions. So if anybody has some questions about where to look and things like that, uh, we'll be posting on our Instagram trying to get questions to and ask. I've them. said this before, like my house, I have a 2-1 in College Park. They don't build houses like my house anymore. They're too small because developers can't make money on your of it. Well, and especially you have a massive lot. I do, but, like you but my neighborhood, three of but, your homes but on not all lot. my neighbors have a lot like me. No. And there's there's two ones in my neighborhood. There's you get two it, twos. You're special. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, my point is they just don't build houses like no. that anymore. So, I mean, you're sort of forced to buy a 3,000 square foot house sometimes. Well, we're seeing, because where I live in Mills 50, we're seeing people buy these older houses, knock them down, and then build out these, these houses where the footprint fills up that entire lot. Right. Yeah. All the way to maximize it. All the way to the edges of the of the lot. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. And they all look the same. <laughs> so if anybody out there wants to buy my lot and knock it down, you can, you what, can do it. I'll, I'll sell it tomorrow. Brendan, I know we need to move on, but talk about tiny homes real quick. Is there any kind of push for small acre land uh, where we put 15 I little houses I would love on. to see that. They call those pocket neighborhoods. When, yeah. you, when you put them together, you could buy a lot and put on like multiple little homes. The Unfortunately, you don't see, it's like, it's called R3 zoning usually because it just means like you can fit more residences on one lot. You don't have a lot of that downtown and the city's kind of reticent to do it. I don't know why. I'd love to see that. Uh, but they also don't have any rules on the on the books for for houseboats, and I think I've talked about this. On you, the show I, I have yes. a friend that lives on a houseboat in Amsterdam or Holland. You could do. There's a whole family, like her and her husband and their kid. Yep. No rules against having houseboats in city limits. Right really? Yep. Yeah. So as long as you can prove that it can move, like so you could <laughs> if you have private access to a lake, you could be putting in 
an exercise structure of a houseboat and then charging people rent to live there. It so, has no effect with the RC I love it. So you, if, you, if you live on a lake, you can have a houseboat behind your house yeah. and you can rent Airbnb it. that thing. Apparently. Wow. There's no uh, rules. I have well, a friend who has a houseboat in Sanford on the, at, the, at the marina there. She's Kellyanne. She's a hair and makeup artist. Oh, we cool. Use, and she actually rents it out to people. There's so, yeah. uh, the guy that does the Sanford uh, bike bar. Like you can, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, what is yeah. that called? I don't remember his name. The pedal, pedal boat. But what, or pedal bus, bike bus. Yeah, is that what I called? can't remember and now. Could drink. I did a, I've it's done a whole hard. video I can't on. do it. They need to be electric assist. They, <laughs> they are. They actually are. Uh, what? Yeah. And it's, he just said, turn it on? No, because your job is the pedal. Oh, I right. got off early. I was like, this isn't working for I me. I mean, they can't have it not have power. <laughs> they don't want to get stuck in the middle of the lake. Well, I hope he did get stuck. But there's a lot of lakes around Central Florida. There's a lot of untapped. hundreds of lakes. I know. Which is why I'm getting my seaplane rating. Thank you very much. That's a whole lot of runways around this place. How do they register? Like, could you just, if you had a seaplane, could you just hop off of a private lake and go wherever you want? Yeah, you can land in most lakes in Central Florida, that as long so as they're cool. big enough, because you need enough runway to take off. I but would do that all day. Not, I'm going to. Come yeah. on. Like a little dinghy that you can like it's, hop out into, or a paddleboard? I guess you could, yeah. <laughs> I did say dinghy. I'll <laughs> say it again. Orlando. So yeah, I'll, I'll take you with me when we go. Yeah, I would love to. We used to go, they called them, where, there's a beaver. The old beaver plane. Yeah, is that Canadian? Yeah. yeah. We've been in those a few times because my dad's yeah. an archaeologist, so we would go up like north. We, on floats. Uh, yeah, and they're so loud. Oh, yeah. like, it's got a big radial engine on oh, the front. Yeah, you, like, you come out of the terribly plane loud. and your uh, This turned into a plane podcast all of a sudden. <laughs> Sorry, that's me. <laughs> don't be that's mad because you just don't know anything <laughs> about bush planes. I was supposed to go up in a helicopter today, and I didn't, but let's go. Just talking about beaver bush <laughs> planes. <laughs> that's or, my fault. Orlando no. Reddit's unwritten rules to Orlando have just been published by Orlando Weekly. I, I like it. I, I, I went through it, but maybe name a few. Uh, do you okay. have them in front I of you? I do have them in front of me. I, did, I do just want to say, I think it's funny that even though uh, Orlando Weekly got lambasted by Orlando Redditors multiple times recently for just going in and, and hijacking their Reddit threads, uh, they just went ahead and did it again. And they're so mad. These Redditors are just mad. What are they going to do? Keep... Being mad Post on Reddit? Oh, okay, all right. That's your recourse. Just be mad this about it. This is where it. the weekly just republishes a Reddit thread and yes. pulls it without this credit. Time they gave them, this time they gave them credit, but it wasn't. they didn't like it either way. It <laughs> well, if you're not going to make them happy either way, just keep doing it. Then, I, I guess, guess, right? I, I guess. All right, tell me or, some unwritten or rules. Use it as, or use it as a way to come up with your own. I would list. say so. Yeah, I would say so. That's so so give say. me some that are on there. What are some unwritten rules about Orlando? All right. Don't order pizza you find in a hotel brochure. Okay. One. All right. I uh, can see that. If Tom Terry's sleeves are rolled up, things have gotten real. That's very true. <laughs> Tom that? Terry's Channel 9's meteorologist. You and don't it, know. And if it's rolled up, it's because he's probably outside. Like and No, it's because things reporting. are serious. He's been studio. on the air for like 16 hours and he's taking his jacket off. Yeah. He's getting tired because <laughs> you know, there's think, hurricanes coming. <laughs> I don't think Tom Terry goes outside during oh, weather. No, no he, he stays inside. You, when you his... get to that level, you stay inside. You send the other people outside. <laughs> you don't mess up his hair. No, no. Uh, stealing swan eggs is punishable by death. Okay. True. And so that's, remember that when that guy, we reported on that, we had the video. Yeah. Let's uh, ask Commissioner Sheen about that one. No, oh, she yeah. would probably be the one with the axe. <laughs> <She'd do it. laughs> she, man, if she had been there, uh -huh. if she had been there, it would have been death by lesbian. <laughs> like, he, there is no, all he would have seen was her big hair 
jumping out of a bush and drop kicking them. We love you, Patty. Yep, How many a, times do you get to see people go wrong way? Day. So we're, wrong way on we're outside right now. This is a one-way street by where we are tonight. How do we tell them? We every just, every day. Know. It happens every day. Oh, man. All these cars oh coming God. from the other way will all start honking if he's still there when they go to jail. As they should. Yep. Anyway. Is <gasps> any more? Oh, they're going to, and they're <laughs> going to turn left through the traffic. It happens all the time. All, all right. right. Any more unwritten rules or was that We it? might have to pause this if that woman gets hit. Uh, we have a few more. How much time do we have? One more. One more. Okay. Uh, don't ask for park tickets from people you don't know. That's, that's a good that's rule. A good don't buy gas at the airport. Don't be a Nazi. Don't walk. <laughs> I thought that was dumb. <laughs> don't complain about theme parks if you've moved by, or theme park fireworks if you've moved by the theme park. Yeah. Yeah. That's their hard-hitting right. list of things. All right. Do we, have time? We, have time. we got time for one more thing. Uh, Barbie's Malibu truck is in town. You can go buy 70s-inspired beach apparel and accessories. Where is this? Over at the uh, Florida Mall from 7 to 10, 7 a.m. No, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. What this time? Saturday. <laughs> it's, 7, <laughs> it's 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So wait, is it is a regular size truck? That's... It's a cool little bus truck, like a food truck. But instead of food, it's selling Barbie 70s beach apparel. Interesting. In honor of her 50th anniversary. All right. So yeah. like right in front of the American Girl doll store. I guess. Yeah. You can buy Barbie yeah, yeah. swimsuits. A bucket hat. Any Ken swimsuits or no. just Barbie? Yeah, because they hate gay people. Come on back after the break. This is Brendan for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Drop by the North Orange Branch for the Black History Month Family Fair on Saturday, February 26th. This all-day family event will have activities, games, and trivia, all celebrating influential figures in black history. The library can help you prepare for the U.S. naturalization test and interview via Zoom. Citizenship Inspired is a four-class program that starts on March 1st. Level up your graphic design skills by mastering Adobe Illustrator. On February 25th, you can practice creating logos, advertisements, marketing flyers, and other illustrations with ease using vector tools alongside a trained instructor. For more information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. From the DeWitt Law Firm, it's the official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus. It's Mo DeWitt, and this is Mo in a Minute. Hey Mo, your buddy John here, the bus. What would happen if I hit a Bugatti or a Ferrari or a Rolls Royce? It's not going to be good, is it? So you smash into a super expensive car, what happens? So super expensive car, super expensive to repair, which is why it's important to look at how much insurance you have for property damage on your policy. Because if you don't have enough coverage there, the owner of that vehicle could sue you and ask you to pay the, the difference between what coverage you have and how much it costs to repair their vehicle. So if you only have the bare minimum $10,000 in property damage and you hit a Bugatti or a Ferrari or a Rolls Royce, you could owe some money. So that's why it's important to take a look at the insurance policy you have and make sure you have sufficient coverage especially if you have any sort of assets or income that they could come after. Thanks, Mo. And always remember, injured on the go, just call Mo. 
It's time for your weekly Enzian update. Enzian is Central Florida's only full-time alternative cinema and home to the Eden Bar and the Florida Film Festival, which is taking place April 8th through the 17th this year. Up first is The Worst Person in the World, a unique modern twist on contemporary life set in Oslo and told through the life of Julie and her quest for love. Other notable screenings include Ted K, which looks at the life of a man living in a cabin in the mountains of Montana. He goes a little crazy and becomes the Unabomber, certified fresh with a 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Other screenings include Jimi Hendrix Live in Maui, Love and Basketball on Tuesday, and the 2022 Oscar shorts on the 25th followed by Reefer Madness on the 4th. Go to enzian.org today to check out their awesome lineup. Blah, 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 movies. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Bustegger. And I'm the car turning the wrong way on a one-way street, Brandon O'Connor from Bungalower.com. You obviously are in College Park then. Because it happens all the time. I'm sure downtown as well. But it's like if you get stuck behind that nerd who's going west on Colonial from 1792, and it's you can't take a left turn. I'm like I, you will never experience rage at, at Mills and Fifty. At Mills and 50. Oh, okay. Do yeah, not yeah. turn left going about. northbound. Yeah. Right by Ann Hong's. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. People get so mad, Jimmy. Just cut through the neighborhood. Stay yeah. in the right lane until you're through the intersection. <laughs> so we are here with Jim Hobart, hanging out, Macbeth Studio, College Park Gallery, here in College Park, talking, about, talking about all the things that he does. Art Welcome, House. Gentlemen. Art House is what it's Art called, House. Right? Art House is Flynn Dobbs' company. That's the art appraisal and uh, uh, curation company. And then Macbeth Studio does photos and videos. But some of these videos, like you have an initiative, and we've talked about it before on the show, uh, Legacy Life Project. Can yep. you talk a little bit about that? I would love to. So the Legacy Life Project started when uh, my dad passed away about three and a half years ago, and I realized I didn't have his story recorded. And I kicked myself for not doing it. And so what I decided to do was help other people capture their parents and grandparents and relatives' stories in high-definition video with good quality audio and really good lighting, so that you have them in their natural habitat, telling their own stories in their own words, with their own mannerisms and accents, and it's just, it's so much more than a photo album and some letters. Yeah, it's, and, and... It's a time capsule. Yeah, and, and it's sort of, when you interview people, especially when you're kind of a stranger, because I'm sure you go into these places and you don't, you know them, but you don't really know them. Right. It's, it's usually a lot easier to ask questions that can be difficult questions, because, you know, if you're telling your, your daughter or your son some things that maybe you don't want to tell them right now, it, it can be hard. But if you're a stranger, sometimes people just open up to strangers way more than they would like a loved one. You're absolutely right, John. That is such a great point because you'll talk to your bartender or your hairdresser way more than you'll talk to your own family. Yeah. And as a, as a stranger, I can really get family. in. <laughs> right? well, it's, well, it's hard, you know, a father to son relationship can be awkward. and. Yeah. Son asking dad about things, there's always going to be that sort of family tension. Exactly. Whereas I'm a stranger, I come in and I'm like, "Tell me about that time you did that thing," and he's like, "Okay." And also, also, very nice. also, Jim, I'm sure like you haven't heard these stories before. Whereas if you're a son, daughter, nephew, whatever, you've heard them a million times sometimes, and and you know how they're going to end. So you're you're you know, it's just different. But when you're a stranger, you're like, "Oh, well, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more." And so they yep. hire you. You come up. You interview this person. Yep. And then they get uh, like a DVD. Well, <laughs> they get a VHS. The 90s, yeah, yeah. the 90s wants their uh, their their DVDs back. No, um, 
Yeah, what happens is we go in with a, we already have some information. One of the family members has given us the kind of questions we should ask, but not a lot of detail. Things that they really want to know about. Or, you know, uh, military history, uh, big life events. Yeah, major when did things you meet your spouse? Yeah, and exactly. things where like did that. you where? hide your buried treasure? <laughs> right, right. Where's the treasure? Before you, before you kick off, we want to know where you hide it. But, but you're absolutely right. And what we end up doing is we provide them with... Um, a cloud-based solution where oh. we store it in several different places because a USB drive or a DVD in 10 or 15 years from now, who's going to know how to read that? Exactly. No, but, exactly. But if it's in the cloud, we assume that Dropbox and Vimeo and these other companies are going to continue to upgrade their storage as technology changes. So the information should remain there. Yeah. So that's no, kind of our It's plan. a great idea. It's a great idea. And when you interview these folks, do you... Do you edit it at all, or do you just sort of like, here's the raw video, and, and you're done, and you can listen to this? Never. <laughs> Thanks for asking. We absolutely do. In, uh, we edit, and we add B-roll. So when we go to someone's house, we'll spend 30 minutes filming around the house, having, uh, you know, grandma make some tea, or granddad go water his roses, or flip through a photo album and tell us who all those people are in all those pictures because so many times you inherit a photo album from a, a relative who's recently passed and you're like uh i think i know some of these yeah, people grandma didn't write the names on the back of them <laughs> right so you did one with your mom didn't you uh i did, did I make that up uh you did make that up i okay. haven't i haven't done it with my mom yet i've done best parents and we've done you know several other close family members we should, what was the first one you did because we shared one early on over on bungalore.com. You know, it's been, it's been three and a half years. I can't remember what the very first one we did, but we've done dozens of them now. And um, we're very excited that, you know, we're now getting to the point where we're rebranding the company and we've got a whole new launch coming out in a few months. And so, yeah, we're very excited about it. So Okay. Cool. I love that. Cool. Thank cool. you. How, how can people, if they want this for their loved one, what do they do? Thanks. Just go to LegacyLifeProject.com. And everything you need is there. There's testimonials, there's samples, there's prices and packages, and we'd love to help. We did cool. a story on it on bungalore.com like a couple of years ago. You could just type Legacy Life Project into our search bar. It'll pop right up. Sure. I hear it on Growing Boulder all the time. Yep, we're on, we advertise on National Public Radio, oh. WMFE. Yeah, that's yep. my demo, uh, Growing okay. Boulder. That's my show. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little young for it. <laughs> has anyway. it been working well for you? Are you getting lots of people from Boulder? It, it has. It has. We've, we've gotten the Growing Boulder um, crowd has has helped us to reach a new audience as well as just being on wmfe you know mm -hmm. that's a that's a good audience for do us do they share well. any like dirty stories that you can't put in the family video <laughs> we were actually in uh in new york <laughs> i knew it and we filmed for three and a half hours and then we got a phone call once we got back to florida and the one of the family members said hey you know that story we told about such and such? Yeah, could you cut that out, please? <laughs> so yes, we do edit, and there's always a chance to remove anything that. It's. I really desperately want to hire you to come up to interview my dad. Oh, I'd love to go to the shore of Lake Superior and. Uh, and oh, he would meet your. Pop. He would eat you up. You guys would be uh, best friends. I, I cannot wait. Let's He'd take do you it. out in a canoe. You could like record each other in canoes. Let's do it. Smoke a bowl. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal. It's legal in Canada. Legal in Ontario. Everything's sure. legal. Yeah. Right. If you're I, into that kind of thing, I, you're a professional. It. I don't Brendan, know I would love to meet your dad and have a chat with him. That would be an honor. All right. All right. It's going to happen. We're going to do it. Uh, there's a video of a drunk woman on a motorized suitcase being chased by an OPD officer so I watched, making the rounds. Did you watch that video? Yeah, I watched it. What would you think? 32-year-old Chelsea Alston. Uh, 
So wait, 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 let's do a little context here. Okay, Chelsea had a few drinks. Chelsea's flight was delayed. She was stuck at the airport. She had one of those fancy suitcases you can sit on Uh and like joystick it around and just carries you around the airport. No walking for Chelsea. I'll say motorized. Motorized. Yeah, motorized. So she seemed like she had a few (laughs) drinks, right? Yeah, more than a few. And so they wouldn't let her on the plane. And so Uh eventually you can see all the video from the officer's body cam. cam. And so the officer came by and he said, you know, ma'am, like, you know, you you can't Uh, be here. Chelsea, come on. You can get another flight if you want, but uh, you you can't stay in the security area anymore. Uh And she had a few middle fingers and some choice words for everybody. He had to to chase her around on his bike in Uh, the airport. and And you could hear him saying over his body cam, I know. I know what this looks like, guys. I know it's crazy. Just talking to bystanders. And I, and I felt like he did everything in his power to like to not have to, to arrest, not her. arrest her. He really but, didn't want but, to. But she did not make it easy for no, her. No, she yeah. hit a wall eventually. Yeah. I, I could picture a woman on a motorized suitcase chased by a cop to the music of the Benny, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Benny yeah. Hill um, music. So and he was speeded on up at twice. <laughs> and he was on his bike and she was on the scooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so eventually it, it eventually, comes to like, we she gotta, spat, then she, she, spat like, on she resisted. So they had to arrest her. They hauled her off. And then and she, then, yeah. in the car, she uh, <laughs> she tore up the feb- fabric headliner, which I don't know. Like, is that the thing on top? Uh yeah probably tore it up in the in the patrol vehicle pooped on the seat defecated they said that's poop all right I'm trying to be nice about it <laughs> causing over eleven thousand no, dollars in 11, damages twelve hundred it says eleven thousand I thought it was twelve hundred thousand I don't think it was that much you could buy one car for that well I don't know how big the poop either way it's a it's a lot of money it was a big poop yeah yeah, yeah. she, she she's facing to... up to ten years in yeah. prison yeah. For trying to evade a police officer on her motorized suitcase. Yeah. Which I think is wonderful. Yeah. Fight the man, Chelsea. Uh, Entertainment <laughs> Weekly is is going to stop printing their tabloids. I know that's not really, local, but I found that very interesting. All right. But print's not dead. Lots of people want to do cool things. So it's true. On. You got to be innovative with it. Yeah. Maybe they just don't want to pick up Entertainment Weekly. Uh, our friends at Orlando Shirts uh, are back. I saw that. I saw you in an ad. You did. With but a shirt is on. Is Bungalow connected to this in some not way? Not really. Uh, so we helped launch this t-shirt business back in the day. I remember. There was a little bit of drama. And so we just were like, let's just walk away. We don't need, you know, Mary J. Blige, hashtag don't need no drama. No. Uh, kind of walked away and let them keep doing it on their own. And uh, then they didn't want to do it anymore and tried to sell it for lots of money. They didn't get lots of money. Uh, our friends at High Five Brand, I don't know, it's just High Five. It's like a know. branding and advertising agency. High bought Five. It. It's the people behind Cholo Dogs. Yes, Jordan. Swooped yeah. in, bought it. They bought the. Uh, like the whole everything, yeah, everything. So and they're Jordan bringing it back. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan so they can it. print the shirts that they used to print. I think right. you have a coat on right now that has one of their designs. Yeah, they're yeah. cool shirts. They're really cool shirts. We're gonna do some limited edition merch with them, but we've already started partnering with uh, Hit and Skins, and we'll be doing a whole bunch of really fun stuff uh, in the next couple of months. I think Orlando needs more shirts like that, like very local shirts that are you know if you're from here, you get it. Yeah. It's yep. funny. Because we have some, but I think we, we could always use more. When we launched it, there was nothing. Uh-huh. And then, like, everyone wanted to do it. And then it yeah. all kind of fizzled out a little bit. So I'm not was, sure there's, like, one Orlando shirt yet, though. Do you think so? Like, no. Like there, it everybody was Orlando has? doesn't suck. Yes, it was. But then, and then everyone decided collectively we didn't like that tag. Right. That was um, 
Andy Perez was she yeah, involved if, with who's, that one? who's now like the regional Yelp yep. manager uh-huh. for Southeast, you know, yep. United States. And then you've got Swan City doing some really. And that clever came designs. out of our shirt. We help. Yep. Yeah, they came out of Orlando's shirt. I bought some of their shirts. They're yep. great. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Yeah. I have the I4 eyesore that says I have procrastination that level. I, oh, if you wear that shirt, oh. man, you better be ready for people to talk to you. My wife has the swan it. one that says, get in, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that on the radio? I just did. Oh, oh. Just did. Do Whoa. what you want. <laughs> Orlando Science. Someone, someone's going to have to beep that. Did you go? <laughs> did you guys watch the Super Bowl? I did. Nope. Me either. It's I not did. my thing. I watched some Superb of the ads. Superb owl. Uh the the Rams won, right? They did the L.A. Rams. And if you were watching the Orlando Science Center, you would have known ahead of time because their skunk, who we told you about last week, Memphis, predicted the winner. So, like, I just wanted to bring that up that they were indeed correct. And well, to the woman who said that we were awful and nerds and you know some cuss words for saying that a skunk could predict it, like. Skunk New, breaking it. news, lady! Shut your face. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of fifty fifty, right? This is kind magic of. skunk. Well, I guess, but like you chose the right fifty. I mean, I guess it could have picked neither team. So I got. You want to know about some food stuff? No, I want to go back to the skunk real quick. <laughs> so the skunk lives at he lives at the science center, right? Yeah, apparently. I don't I don't remember seeing Red a free. skunk at the how science does he, center. How does he choose? Do they give him two options? They put and little he, bowls of worms behind the helmets. So ah, he chooses oh, which and he one chooses. He wants to go. I got. I went when I saw that story that you posted. I thought the skunk lived like around the oh, it's like a wild skunk. I thought it was it's just like a like, wild skunk. Yeah, like a, like a nuisance skunk. I don't think skunks live here. Like a feral yeah, skunk. Yeah, they do. Do we see skunks, skunks in Florida? Florida? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I can tell yeah. they must because your voice got yeah. real high there. I'm just right. saying. <laughs> yes, they have skunks here. Okay. You yeah. know, there's an octopus that predicts the World Cup every year. Oh. Yeah, so a couple years from now, watch out for the octopus. Well, I'm, you can't tell me octopus aren't. Aliens. They're very smart. They're very smart. Yeah. They're, they're not from here. No, they're not. They they're, say they have genes in them that aren't <clears throat> anywhere else. The yep. DNA is they're foreign. from comets. That's yeah. what I think. <laughs> I think they had an egg or something that came over from Possible. Alpha Centauri. All right, now I'll talk about food. You're getting me hungry. Talk about octopus. Well, yeah. Japanese waffle maker Wafu is going to be taking over a spot at the Eastside Market. What makes a waffle a Japanese waffle? They call them taiyakis. Okay, just <laughs> is, they, does it taste different or does it, <laughs> does it look different? A little bit softer, and they use forms there, like these cast iron forms, and then they fill them. So they're, they, they will be filled with cream or... Or sweet potato, or wasabi, or red bean, or wasabi. That'd be a hot. That'd be a hot it's very waffle. Japanese. It could be hot waffles. <laughs> That's my band name. Yeah. Uh, and they now they expanded to taiyaki ice cream cones. So it'll be. What like, is that? It's like that soft waffle, but filled with really fancy ice cream and wasabi. And wasabi. Wasabi? Is this taking over another restaurant that was at East End? Well, Old Hearth moved out. Oh, the the, the bread-making place. They're gone. They still make bread, though, right? They do for a lot of people, but they had a hard pandemic. They got good good granola, if if you like granola. Nobody cares. Okay. And then Doki, the donut place upstairs, that's like, I think that's a Japanese donut place. They look like anal beads. You know what I'm talking about? I, if I can say bitches, you can say I can say that. Right. That's an apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Or like a big pearl bra- bracelet. Because it's, like it's, it's like in a circle. And uh, made for Moki, so they're very soft. <laughs> they're they're they're. They're not going to sell many of those this week. If anybody <laughs> hears this show. Or a lot. Or a lot. Yeah, There'll be right. a lot of guys in leather with big sunglasses showing up. 
Um, they are moving into that space and they had a spot upstairs. And so that spot upstairs has opened up and now Wafu will be moving in. Very excited for them. Uh, M Lounge. We haven't written about this. Are they still open? Well, that's, I'm not sure. So this is kind of a a radio exclusive. We don't know. But uh, Tim Majors, the Australian guy who owns M Lounge. Yeah, this is an Ivanhoe Village. Uh, Lots of fancy cars on the first floor. He's been trying to, yeah, he made like, it was basically to store his fancy car collection. He's been trying to sell that property for like $3 million for a couple of years now. Didn't happen. We just got reports that there's a notice of a lien on like posted up on the window. So I drove by there the other day. I was on my bike coming to see you, I think. And uh, I saw that there was one of those orange stickers on the window, Ooh. but it was ripped off. So somebody was like, oh, we don't oh, want I'm this sure. there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because you can't, it hard, good luck selling your property when there's a lien on it. You know? That, True. And a lien comes from the city saying like, this is owed. You I can't feel like, anything. I mean, he has a million cars in that there. That car collection must be worth $100 million. Maybe There's some really rare cars. cars in there. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of that Anna Delvey, uh, that fake German heiress thing on Netflix. Have you? Oh, nope. yeah. I haven't seen her. Amazing. It's all about the hustle. You know, hustle. Pretending you got money when you don't got it. Okay. Right, uh, right. So very interesting. We haven't written about it yet. There's whispers that it's closed. We don't know yet. So, Obviously, they're not so answering So if anybody knows, let us know. Yeah. I just, I don't think I've seen people there in a long time. Like hanging either. out at the the rooftop, the rooftop bar. I haven't heard the thumpa thumpa music up there. Yeah, so or or seen the the lovely ladies that hang out there. You oh, would, do, we, do you remember? Did you listen to that episode where we recorded there? No, it was a long time ago. It was okay. Was it really so loud? we were there. It was like nine o'clock. No, it was early. It was, I thought it was like five in the afternoon. Oh, it was we went early. And, but it was just us and a bunch of old men sitting by themselves. And very attractive women. And then, well, all of a sudden, at the same time, all of these attractive women all came in, all looking like Russian sisters, and paired up with the men. And neither, none of them came by us. No. <laughs> they didn't like, even look at us. They one look at you and go, poor folks. Oh, even don't have any money. <laughs> didn't, we didn't even get any drinks or anything. No, Nobody it, would serve yeah, us. No, there's just really bad service. Totally so ignored left. us. We left. We did leave, but yeah. we were there long enough to, for me to like put it two and two together. And I remember I even said on the show, like, Oh, I know what's happening. Prostitutes. <laughs> we <laughs> don't know that though. Allegedly. We're, that, that was your, in, at, that, you were at, inferring that. John, you're being sure. very careful. I'm just saying. That. Thank you for saving you, my butt. But you I totally would think <laughs> though, with the yard and the lake house opening up with hundreds, there be lots hundreds of, prostitutes? of people that, <laughs> or just lots and lots of business a that few should, blocks away. It seems like that would be a great that place. That should be Ivanhoe's like slogan. <laughs> well, we got, I, there is a joke there because whenever they light up the holiday sign, I always yep. think it's the city's red light district. Right. right. Happy okay. holidays. Maybe. maybe yeah, that's I keep wanting to do like a sexy Santa photo shoot there when it, when it lights up. We'll do, do it. We'll do it. Mad Cow update. I'm the only person that's written about this yet. Uh, we heard that they, back, what, November, they were told they got a termination of lease letter from the city because they have this, they're leasing a space on Church Street that the city is basically bankrolled. For like a long time. That's the old Hooters. Time. Sorry? That's the old Hooters location. <laughs> is it really? There it was is. a Hooters there? That was the Hooters, yeah. I that, didn't know that. That place right that was up there, before my time. second story above Amura. That's, Bring that That was back. Hooters. If there was a Hooters on Church oh, Street, man. problem solved. Yep. Uh, well, they, but then they didn't leave. They just they <laughs> just squatted. It's like a squatting basically, situation. And then we kept getting these notices from them about events that were coming up. That, like so they just continued being there. And I and they were like, Oh, we're in negotiations. It's basically they wouldn't talk to me because they were mad that I wrote about it. Well. Uh 
I wouldn't talk to you either. Well, you I know, have to. Just I have to do this podcast. Dumb blogger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but finally, now we have an update because it's in the city minutes. They're, they've reached a settlement with the city. They owed not just, they had like these fees, monthly fees, like $2,000 a month that they were supposed to be paying for like security and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what we thought wasn't getting paid. But it turns out there was more money also mm. not getting paid uh, where they, the city and the CRA bankrolled the renovations of the property to like $480,000, I think. And then they put in, and they were supposed to pay it back in four installments. They paid once. It was like, I want to say like 60000 or something, oh, $50,000. chunk of change. And never again. Ah. And so they owe like $600,000. Wow. But as because they've come up with a settlement with the city now, they can stay in place until May 31st, and then they definitely have to leave, and they don't have to pay back any of the money that's owed. You think what? The, I don't know. I, do you think the city's like, we just want to move on from this. We don't want to deal with it. We'll let you out of it, but we're taking it back. And they have to leave the equipment for another company to come in and run a oh, theater there when they leave, so. and they're thinking it's fringe. I was going to say, I mean, obviously the city desperately wanted some kind of theater downtown, right? right. right? Yeah, but now we have Dr. Phillips. Why do we need to incentivize another theater downtown? We got SAC. We got House across the street. There's no reason for us to be floating another theater. But you think the idea is like we already got it all built out there. Like we might as well use it. And a half million dollar renovation and equipment. that's That's a lot of money. A lot of theater companies could really use that gear. Oh, yeah. That are oh, already yeah. in existence without bringing another oh, one. I don't know. I, I mean, it. I I, I'll be honest. I'm not like a huge theater person. I like I like it. I just don't go enough. So I'm, I'm not like, I don't care enough about this. But I'm sure there are people that would love to have some sort of thriving community theater down there. And when I say, when I say community theater, I'm not trying to like belittle it. But there's certain shows that go to the Dr. Phillips Center. But then there's like that second level that aren't going to play for 2,000 people. But are they going to go downtown? Are they going to go to Church Street and park in a parking garage and go see community theater? I know some people went to my Mad Cow and saw shows. Yep. I watched Mad Cow shows. Maybe we call it off. You know how it's off Broadway when you're not that big? Maybe we call <laughs> off it orange. off orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh. you've got the Dr. Phillips is orange, and then you've got off orange. So you've got Church Street. It also sounds like a rotten orange. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe we're doing okay. Somebody, I mean, yeah, yeah. But we should probably get uh, one more thing. One more thing. Oh yeah. my gosh, I have so Quick many things. Thing. Uh, the veranda at Thornton Park is sold to new owners. It's a neurosurgeon, Dr. Ravi Gandhi. He's bought these. It's that old Key West style development in the heart of Thornton Park. Yeah, uh, they, they would do weddings and stuff there. Yeah, and it's kind of had an identity crisis for a long time. The old. Uh, Mayor used to Sperry. Mayor Sperry lived there. It was his home. Okay. Yeah. They used to have like shops there sometimes, like the pop-up markets, which was cool. They try to do it. There's a vegan market that happens there. Uh, Dr. Gandhi was inspired by like a la carte, um, Wellborn, and the wharf in Miami. He wants to do something kind of comparable, and uh, hopefully he can do it. I have a lot of hope that he can do it. I've talked to the architect he wants to work with. Uh, I think it could be really, really interesting. So we'll, we'll be reporting on that a little bit more we gotta go that's too bad we got so many things to talk about we didn't even get to talk about the bosquiat exhibit which might not even be real well we'll talk we'll know more by next week maybe all right all All right right. jim thank you mr hobart thank you for having us it's been a pleasure thank you guys for being here tonight legacylifeproject.com yes Yes. get your old people stories (laughs) before it's too late or young people maybe maybe Uh, young people what do they got to talk about (laughs) all right see you later